Back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Welcome back to another episode of The Rant. Today is Thursday, June 3rd. It has been some time since our last our last episode, but honestly, it's uh, it's because we've been busy watching the playoffs. All right? Oh, yeah. We've been busy watching round one, and let's forgive just say us. this. Forgive it us. has not disappointed. Playoffs have been great. Yeah, every honestly, Every matchup... Right, I know some of them have have finished. Some are still going. Right, every matchup, even the sweep, even the four-one right matchups, there have been like significant storylines. There have been significant performances that need to be talked about. Right, like there's there's only been one sweep that was that was Milwaukee in Miami, and we kind of said this going into the playoffs at Miami. I didn't say that. I was very wrong. Okay, well I said it. <laughs> at least you have the balls to admit it but uh Miami I mean I I kind of thought this early in the season when they had the slow start even despite the fact that they turned it around a little bit I always thought that Miami was a little bit they just looked off they really do they do look like they just had a complete hangover from the final in the bubble right they did not look the same this year at all Jimmy Butler was not I mean there just wasn't the same, like, edge that they had, right? Like, they were gritty last year. They played, like, suffocating defense. They were clutch. Like, there was just none of that this year. And part of that is, like, you know, Tyler Harrow was not shooting yeah, well all really season. Yeah, he really had a bad and, like, series. And, like, he's a role Especially player. Especially bad series, too. And, like, and he's a role player, but, like, that's a big deal. If, if one of your shooters is not on... He's a role player, but he's not a role player, if that makes sense. Well, because he's, like, you know, their prize he... possession, right? He's, like, a, he's an end of lottery pick. Uh, a guy yeah, but it's like he's, he's kind of like... he's a role player in that he's not maybe like as big of a name but he's he, i don't know he role. reminds me of like Igadala on the warriors not in the same role but like you need him to play well he's a role maybe. player but he's like a role player plus where it's like yeah he's, exactly he is, he like, is, he is their third best player like <laughs> if, if he's not playing well they're not winning like it's that simple yeah, the third because, best player comment is a little arguable, but but I see cool, where you're okay, coming yeah. from. You know what I mean, like yeah. But that was the that's the only sweep, right? And uh, the storyline is that Milwaukee looks insane. Well, and the thing is, the whole discussion going into it, people thought that was going seven games, and I was a little tentative because I'm like, listen, Milwaukee got themselves embarrassed by the Heat many times before, right? Especially last playoffs, right? Milwaukee should not have lost in the last playoffs, right? They were the they were the favorite. Yeah. Arguably to win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I think the whole idea of the season for Milwaukee was like, take care of business. We're just going to shut we up. We were overhyped last year. We're still pretty hyped this year. Go and take care of business. And they, again, they didn't even let it be an, a thought that Miami was. They blew them out in like no, three or four them. games. They, and, they, and just, if you watch those games, not even beyond the scoreline, I mean. They just bullied them. The thing is, the like, Bucks this year have have some things that they didn't have last year, right? Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is a huge <laughs> upgrade to Eric Bledsoe first. Oh yeah. Second off, 
another guard, Bryn Forbes, who is going off in the playoffs for them, they also didn't have. And it's another very capable combo guard that can play good defense and is also just can shoot the lights out of the gym. So that is a huge plus. Even without and, DiVincenzo, right? I know he got injured, uh, but, I mean, yeah. they, they're they solid. And Giannis has stepped his game up in an, in an efficiency way. Yeah, he still needs to, you know, be more threatening. As a as a, shump, as a shooter, shooter, yeah. But but I mean the Bucks. Listen, they they kind of came in quietly just because they kind of were nose to the grindstone. Yeah, exactly. But listen, that that three two matchup that we'll talk about in a second in the next round between them and Brooklyn. That's going to be a fantastic series. I think with the with the Lakers going down, man, whoever wins that might win the NBA, like win the NBA title. Yeah, cuz the West right now looks a little bit kind of shaky. Well, cuz kind of shaky. Let's let's stay organized. We'll get to the West yeah. in a second. But yeah, the West is like on on unstable ground right now. Let's talk about Brooklyn. So they win their series against Boston 4 to 1, uh, much yeah. to your All right, I'll, I'll handle dismay. this one. Well, listen, I'm happy we <laughs> took a game off of them. Well, listen, I'm happy we took I, a game off of I them. I think everybody that knows basketball, right, knew that No Jalen Brown, this thought, was over. Like, thought this that is... that was a sweep, right? I, yeah. And listen, Tatum had a 50 bomb and we took a game. So that's the only thing I'm happy about. And uh I mean, listen, that was a the four the four games that you lost right that the those were brutal. Yeah, I mean, it's clear that the team needs some reconstructing I, in I mean, terms clearly, of, and they've already gotten started. Well, yeah, obviously with the with the Danny Ainge and the Brad Stevens thing. Um, I think it's it's a matter of. Kemba Walker is just not as good as well. He's not as good as Kyrie Irving. That's not a controversial statement, but he's not good enough in to in his off-ball role that we can keep him there for the amount of money that he's making and, and just be okay with that because he's taking up money that we could be using for depth that we could be using for a big man that we could be using for, you know, a real power forward so that Tatum doesn't always have to play the four because sometimes we want him to play the three. It's just, it's taken up like 20 million-ish dollars that we don't mm-hmm. need to be giving kind of not that good. Well, it was like we've a seen, step back this year, right? Like you put a lot of yeah. resources into the season for it to be pretty much across the board a failure, right? You, you, yeah. you, you didn't oh, get yeah. better, you actively got worse. Your One of your star players is injured, you know, and now you have a bunch of question marks in the whole, like, front office, right? Yeah. Ainge retires, and now Brad Stevens takes his role, so now you guys need a head coach. And do we, like, Brad Stevens, I, I, I just don't even know what to think at this. Like, yeah, yeah I'm sure Brad I was Stevens very surprised is going to be, like, fi- like, clearly Brad Stevens knows how to evaluate, evaluate talent, right? Because, like, he's been able to put together good teams, he's about, been able to, you know, turn... He's Terry good at recruiting, obviously. Yeah, but he, like, he knows how to, like, develop some talent, right? Like, he took yeah. Terry Rozier out of Louisville when Terry Rozier wasn't really all that hyped and turned him into a very, very good NBA player, right? Like, yeah. there's there's things like that. Where Same with like, Marcus well, Smart. Well, like, we know he's not unused to the whole recruiting aspect, you know, as a college coach, he was an NBA coach, so there's some, 
you know, relationship things there where, like, yeah, he still has the reputation that he is this, you know, basketball savant, right? I don't think he's going to be bad at his role, but it just seems so weird, you know? Yeah, I think what I heard, like, coming out of that organization, he was just, he was tired of yeah, of coaching, he, like, and he didn't out. seem to get along with some of the players, and it's like, all right, however much news you want to make out of that, you know, be it, be it as it is, obviously coaching is a very, very difficult job, um, I you know, especially think- in the method that he does it, he's a very, very hands-on type of guy, and I think that... The only good thing about the Celtics, let's say project, because it's not it's not a rebuild, right? That's no, obviously I mean, a dumb way to characterize still- it. The Celtics project is that you have the hard part done. You have two young guys who are top fifteen players in the NBA who are under contract for multiple seasons, right? Who keep getting better. Like and they you play have the hard the part ball. done. Yeah, you have the hard part done. This is supposed to be the easy part. The easy part is supposed to be putting guys around that. Yeah. It's like we did the hard part well, and we're messing up the easy part. Like, I mean, that's the annoying thing. It, listen, if I'm a Celtics fan, my my takeaway from this, my like optimism, is that listen, Brad Stevens is the coach. Now he can run the team the way, like you know what I mean. Like now he is the guy going and getting the rest of the players. Now. We'll see who their coach is because if they get some guy that wants to change that, then you know. Then yeah, it's a whole I other think mess. that the first priority that's, of the coach is like, listen, this in, is how we're doing. In my stuff. opinion, that's going to be the most. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, hit or miss thing because if you get a coach that all of a sudden wants to come in and do things his way, right? Then that's that's a mess of a situation. But if you get a guy in there, no offense to like Ty Lue. This may be unfair, but I'm just going based off the Cavaliers sample, right? If you get a guy in there like a Ty Lue or a David Blatt who's kind of just like a puppet for yeah, Brad he's just Stevens, kind of a stand-in. Yeah. yeah, then then we'll see. We'll see. Well, it's like, it's I also like, don't understand it's why... A, it's such an off-putting like, way to end your season. Though. Like, oh, we just got bounced in the first round. It was a disappointing season. Oh, and our you know president of basketball operations is retiring, and our head coach, who's one of the yeah. better coaches in the league, is not coaching and going to take that job. Now we don't have a head coach. I'm surprised they didn't at least try to get... I'm just surprised that they didn't just try the, like, old-school Sixers approach where, like, yeah, he's the coach and he also has personnel control. Like a Bill Belichick. Well, yeah, in the NFL we see that happen. Yeah, but... And especially in strong organizations with strong ownership, which the Celtics are. Yeah, like, why not? Mm. I never understood this thing about... I'm going to say maybe it's, like, a European thing. I mean, I never understand why we have... Coaches who don't have personnel control, right? And I understand you say, okay, because the draft is a whole other process. I understand that. Maybe you have, like, a draft guy, like a chief of scouting who does that. But in every, like, major European sport, your coach has personnel control like because he's the guy who has to put the players together, mm-hmm. right? And people are like, oh, well, coaches don't understand that. It's like, really? They don't understand that? Like, they're the guy whose job depends on getting these guys to play, right? And, mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah, the Celtics, it's just, this is such a lost season. It's a wasted season of our two guys' prime. Not prime, but our two guys' good years. Um, this is pretty much, aside of those two guys, and maybe Marcus Smart, I don't think anybody's job on the team is safe. Yeah. Uh, either as trade bait or just like, hey, you're getting overpaid, like you're done. I mean, obviously there are financial implications to, let's say, like cutting somebody like Kemba Walker versus trading him, but I'd be amazed if he's on the team next year. I'd actually be disappointed if he's on the team next year. Um, um, well, we, we won't 
uh, you know, yeah. wallow in your sorrow. No, I, I'm wallowing longer. in my own sorrow. It's okay. You're, you have some sorrow to wallow in. Yeah, later. but mine's different. Yeah, uh, yours is just anger sorrow. Uh, we got we got Philly and Washington. This series again, another four one. Uh, listen, the big story here. Everyone knew the Sixers going to win that series, right? Uh, the big story here is Joel Embiid has like a what, slight meniscus tear, I think it was diagnosed. Oh, as, yeah, which that's, does that's not GG's sound, for the Sixers. Yeah, that does not He's sound such like an injury-prone guy They anyways. say day-to-day, but I'm sorry. There's no way that's a good idea for him to come back on a day-to-day timeline. He, I mean, he is that team. Uh, they, they play great defense. Seth Curry, Curry you know, had, had a career high in the playoffs last night. You know, I get they still have good players. He is a stud, but... I get they still have good players, but, I mean, without Joel Embiid, you're... you're at best, you're you're winning the you know next round, but I don't think so. Long. Even without Joe, I don't think so. And this is also going to be a referendum on my favorite. Well, not my favorite. My second favorite NBA player. Um, my favorite being Russell Westbrook. My second favorite being Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Really? Uh, because Behind Westbrook, I feel like that's. No, uh, actually, probably, probably, yeah, no, probably like Ben Simmons. My favorite. <laughs> I feel like. I feel like <laughs> I feel like that's definitely um, not true. Because everybody always compares Ben Simmons to Giannis, and now we're going to watch Giannis get to beat Ben Simmons' well, ass up and down the court. <laughs> not quite yet. People do that, though. Like People are like, why do we criticize Ben Simmons for not shooting? We criticize Giannis for the same thing. It's like, oh, you are obviously stupid. Here's the thing. If Giannis squares up from three, at least there's like a remote chance that that could go It's in. like a one in three chance. With Ben Simmons, ben it's Simmons like a goes zero in, out of zero chance. He's not even taking a shot. Right, like no, he's he's driving the basket. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Philly wins, but at what cost? I don't think Joel Embiid. Yeah, a, I don't. If he does play, he's not going to be the same, and it's probably going to have a bigger issue long term. It, it, I just they're in such a rock and a hard play situation right now because if they, I mean, if they lose, that is major. They're the one seed. I mean, they lose in the second round or the third round, even if they don't make the finals, it's a it's a failure. And uh, I do think that that is a likely scenario. I think this Philly team is going to become one of those just great what if teams, just because of Joel Embiid. Yeah, because he because he's such a stud. Injured at key well, he's yeah, he's such a stud, right? And it's just they're not. It, it always also seems that there is no matter how good they are, there's always one to two teams in the East just that are better. just better than them. Yeah. yeah. And this year, it, I, in my opinion, I still think Milwaukee's better than them, and obviously Brooklyn's better than them. Yeah. Like, two years ago, like LeBron's last year in, in Cleveland, it was obviously Cleveland-Boston were better than Philly. Mm-hmm. Then the year after that, it was Miami and, Mil- and Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Yeah. And now it's obviously Milwaukee and the Nets. It just always seems that they're... Even when they tried the experiment with Tobias Harris and then with Al Horford, it just always seems that they can't do that. And I think that's because, if people don't realize it yet, it's because Ben Simmons is not as good as people well, think. Well, he's kind of a handcuff, right? He can only do so much for you, right? Yeah. Even if he plays great defense and he rebounds well and he passes the ball, he can only give you so much. And that is a handcuff for, for them. Last series that we had to talk about in the Eastern Conference, unfortunately, I was incorrect. Uh... The New York Knicks, of course, lost in five games against the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, it was a tough, tough look. I mean, it, it, it could not have been a worse outcome for the Knicks because, they, I mean, they played badly in all five games, right? Yeah. 
And, and and the unfortunate thing is Atlanta... Your best player played the worst. <laughs> well, well, the unfortunate thing is, listen, the first game was pretty closely contested. Atlanta didn't play their best game, right? That was probably yeah. the worst, second worst game I would in the series say, for them. Yeah. And yeah. the Knicks didn't play completely awful, but again, they didn't they didn't play the way they were playing in the regular, regular season. Atlanta steals the first one at home, then the Knicks salvaged the home, you know, the first two home games, split it 1-1, and then they just, I mean, they just got away from them. Yeah, Julius Randle... I mean, did not have uh, a series to remember at all. No. Um, and the thing is, nobody else on the team could hit shots. And unfortunately, when your best player doesn't play well, and let's be honest, the personnel that the Knicks have, besides Julius Randle, isn't, you know, top tier yet. It's not top no. tier yet. Let's, let's, that's, that's a good no, way of putting it. No, it's very much not. I mean, it's just unfortunate because uh, it was like a spiral, right? If, if the head of the snake gets cut off, then the, the rest is kind hey, of Hey, so, so who's a, but, but who's a better be all-time point guard, Trey right. Young or Steph Curry? Before I address this nonsense, <laughs> I would also like to point out that the Atlanta Hawks will get smoked in the well, next round. I, I don't 100% know about that. I will just say this. The Atlanta Hawks played about as good as they could have played, right? Like, they... they Oh yeah, they they hit their peak right in the playoffs, whereas the Knicks did the complete opposite. Like I mean, the, the Hawks were fluid; they moved the ball really well. They played very good defense, right? That was supposed to be the Knicks' calling card, but it turned out it wasn't. Not in the playoffs, and and obviously they shoot really well. So, you know, as much as I want to be mad because Trey Young, uh, you know, just embarrassed embarrassed the Knicks franchise during that during that series i mean they just dismantled us every single person i mean like trey young had his right you know he put up 30 and 10 pretty much every night but i mean they were getting buckets from everybody DeAndre well Hunter, they're like two Kevin three Herter, and four guys were bogdan were bogdanovich yeah. was i mean every time i looked bogdan bogdanovich was doing something and it made me want to you know rip my eyes out uh, yeah, it was just a pretty demoralizing series, but the good news is, listen, the Knicks weren't supposed to be in the playoffs at the beginning of the season. Season's still a success. The Knicks have $60 million in free agent money, uh, and cap space that they, you know, get to play with this offseason, and they have yeah. three first-round picks, so, I mean, could be worse. I am could thrilled. Worse. Like, let, yeah. let's, let's keep it in perspective. I'm thrilled. It's a, it's a good time to be a Knicks fan. Yeah. Despite the loss. Now... Moving into the West Conference. West Conference, Western Conference, it gets a little bit more interesting. Um, the series are a little it's bit more narrow. It's funny because the West started as being the better one, and I think that the two best teams in the NBA right now are in the Eastern Conference. Well, if we're going based off of form, right, and, like, the eye test, who I feel com- confident in, right, because you look mm-hmm. at the Eastern Conference teams, there are three that really you know, took care of business, didn't mess around. And you can say that maybe that's because the bottom half of the East is it's weak, and that's sauce. fair, yeah. but I would also say that I have more confident confidence in the form of, like, Milwaukee, Milwaukee and Brooklyn, Brooklyn than, you know, the best team in the West right now. So Utah-Memphis, I think it kind of panned out the way that we thought Utah took care of business. But I will say the Grizzlies looked very good at times and they did kind of make the games interesting right like they kept it relatively close and they in two to three years the grizzlies are going to be a absolute juggernaut that team is so young so young and obviously john Morant is electric they have 
they already have good role players, uh, and and like a guy like Valanciunas, who's a veteran, who's very underrated. Memphis, I would keep an eye on down the down the line, but but Utah took care of business. They look great. Donovan Mitchell looks great. Mike Conley is injured, so I don't know you know how the severity of that if that's going to affect them down the road, but. They're just so well-oiled, right? Like, they, they play great defense. They move the ball well. They have shooters for days. They have a guy off the... They have two guys off the bench, two of the six-man of the year finalists off the bench. I mean, they're just... They're just a well-oiled machine at this point. Yeah. I just think... It's just... It's just... They... They definitely heard all the criticism of, of people talking about hey, they, you know, they can't really play. They're a regular season team. Which we I don't know. mentioned at first, but I, listen, reevaluating it now, looking at the way the teams in the West are playing, I don't hate yeah, them Yeah, I can't count them out. I can't count them out. Yeah. I don't hate them going deep because, because let's talk about the next series. All right. Well, can I just say this? The criticism of them was always, well, they're – their best player is Donovan Mitchell or it's Rudy Gobert. Like, those aren't really, like, top 8, 10 guys in the league. You know, a lot of these other, like, West juggernauts have good other players and top 8, 10 guys well, in the league, also, like Lakers, Nuggets. But Lakers and Nuggets are missing guys right now. Well, you know? I'm so the Jazz aren't. The, I feel like the criti- critique with the Jazz is always like, oh, they have a bunch of, like, weird role players, right? Like, like guys like Joe Ingles, who's, yeah, he's a lights-out shooter, but, like... Is he the most athletic? Yeah, he plays fine defense, but, like, is he the most mobile? Like, can he play as a starter? Like, you got Jordan Clarkson, who's kind of like, you know, they was a throwaway from Cleveland, but now he's turned into the sixth man of the year. My right? sixth man of the year You've prediction. Got, like, guys like Royce O'Neal, who's a starter now. So they have a very, like, I don't want to say misfit. The, I don't want to say Iowa misfit. State kid? What? The shooter. Who's the oh, Iowa George State Niang? kid? George Niang, yeah. Well, I just, like... I don't want to say misfit because that's, you know, disrespectful. Kind but like, it, yeah. they they are kind of just like a cast of unlikely heroes. Yeah, and they just again they shoot so many threes and they make so and they play many threes. Great defense. Yeah, they play team defense and they also have just good individual defenders. They're really well coached. Quinn Snyder, I think, is still an underrated head coach. So yeah, I don't. And, hate and their them strategy going deep. is so. Their strategy is just so solid, right? On, on defense, it's like, hey, we got this just elite rim-protecting just beast in the middle yeah, of so the court. Yeah, so we dare you to shoot. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to press everything because, worst case, they beat us inside and they have to deal with Gobert at the rim, right? And then on offense, it's, hey, we have Donovan Mitchell who can penetrate. It's either going to be a layup for him. He's going to dump it off to Gobert who doesn't miss inside of 12 yeah, feet. Or we're going to kick it to right? like any of Or we're going to kick it to three shooters. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's such an... It's such a great I mean, combo. Again, it's it's kind of like the Warriors strategy, yeah. right? Where Curry, I'll shoot the three or I'll drive and kick it to another shooter, right? Or I'll dump it off to Andrew Bogut and he'll just lay it in. It's 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 yeah. a similar strategy, right? And they're, and they're doing it very well. Next series in the West, Lakers, or not Lakers, excuse me, Clippers and Mavs. Now, this, this is hilarious. This is, a, this is a hilarious situation because this is the same matchup, obviously, in the last uh, playoffs in the bubble. And Doncic was giving it to the Clippers then. Of course, the Clippers pulled it out. He's still giving them the And the thing is, the the Mavs have essentially the same team, right? And Doncic is still giving them the business. 
Right. Game five was last night. Luca had 42 points and 14 assists. I mean, he is going to single-handedly dismantle that franchise. Because guess what? If the Clippers lose, oh, that done. that's getting blown that's up. That's it. That's getting blown up. That That is getting blown up. And the thing is, the Mavs, I get they have, like, decent players. But that team is still criminally undermanned, right? Because Kristaps is, is a shadow of what he was supposed to be still, even though yeah. he's playing fine in the playoffs, right? He's not what he should be. He's not OG Tim Hardaway Jr. is a good player, fine, right? Ish. And then, like, you have a bunch of other guys that are, like, true role pe- role players, right? Doncic, again, if they win, one, that's fantastic because, you know, it's hard, it's hard to not enjoy watching Luka Doncic play basketball. But also, that Clippers team is crashing and burning. I mean, Kawhi yeah. airballed the final shot. Like, when's the last time you saw Kawhi Leonard... Airball, Airball anything. anything, let alone like a clutch shot. I also think this is kind of. I know obviously everybody knows how good Luca is. Still, because of who he is and what he looks like, he's very underrated as far as like truly the elite guys in the NBA. Like, there are always other names that you hear in front of him. And obviously, like, the critiques are always like, oh, his defense, his athleticism, whatever. Well,. I don't know if you have watched this series because Kawhi he's, Leonard is supposedly scary. a good defender he's and Luka makes him look like a high schooler. And also just he is carrying the Mavs. Yeah. Against and and he, he, like, in his own weird way, he plays good defense on, like, Kawhi Leonard and well, like, Paul he George. He plays smart defense. Right? Like, he's not going to athletically just, like, you know, rim, he's not, like, an athletic rim protector. Or, like, he's not a guy no. that jumps passing lanes like a Steph Curry. Right. No, he's just like a smart basketball player, so he's in good positions, and like he doesn't, yeah. you know, he doesn't just like sag off. But it's it's just hysterical because it's oh, it always seems to come down to those team two teams playing each other, and Luka Doncic just puts up monster numbers against them. They just yeah. cannot. They they just they can't. They don't like seeing Luka Doncic on the, on the other end. No. Uh, another really. Good series that I think both of us were a little bit down on at the beginning of the playoffs. Denver and Portland, right? Denver obviously missing Jamal Murray, which is massive. Well, yeah, I was about to say, I think we just saw this because, like, I, I was just so focused on being sad that Denver is not going to win the West. Because <laughs> yeah, they should have. Nuggets are, I think, the favorite to go to the finals, at least from my point of view, in the Western Conference, right? But without him... I mean, that's that's our second best player out. Uh, yeah. But Denver's still at 3-2. They just won Michael Porter Jr. doing in, his thing. In overtime, double overtime, I believe. And I just want to say, I feel bad for Damian Lillard. Because he went... This is a recurring theme. <laughs> I mean, he went absolutely nuclear in that game. 55 yeah. points. And he, I, 10 I assists can't remember, and 10 threes. I don't have it. This, the tweet in front of me, but I saw something that was like Damian Lillard in the fourth quarter and overtime, and that game was like, you know, ridiculously high field goal percentage with a ton of points, and they were and they were like high high degree degree of difficulty shots, and then his teammates were like two of seventeen from the yeah. field, and it's just like the thing is, personnel wise, isn't the problem because like they have skilled players, right? Like they have like Norman Powell. They have Yusuf Nurkic. They have Caesar Covington. Plum. They're just they are not coming through. And again, if this is if they don't pull it out in this series, that it that it's done. 
it's done. Well, this and thing should have been done. Three I know, years and ago, like but... I've been optimistic because I do think there it's a good group of players that like they could if they all just stay healthy and they played the way they should play, like they could have won a series or two right in these playoffs, right? But if they don't get it done this year, it it's over because well, yeah, Damian this... Lillard is. There's no well, the way. The same way. The same way I had the. Bring the stones to admit when I was wrong about the heat. Uh, I will now get to gloat that I am right about the Blazers. <laughs> because I've been saying that this should have been done like three years ago after the whole like Nurkic can't stay healthy thing. This thing should have been done. And they kept trotting it out every year. With I understand they're like, oh, we added Carmelo Anthony. No, it was the same group of players fundamentally, at least the same style of players well, every single the year. Same type of players. Yeah, and and then the thing is, you expected different results, and it's like Damian Lillard has reached the limit of what Damian Lillard can do. Like he can give you a fifty-five point game in fifty-two minutes, okay, <laughs> and you will lose to a sixty percent capacity Denver Nuggets team. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Michael Porter Jr., no offense, is better than every single player not named Damian Lillard on the Trailblazers. Mm. I say that now with confidence. I would rather have Michael Porter Jr. on my team than CJ McCollum. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with you now. Um, Bring him to New York. Listen, we'll take Damian. We'll take Damian. Hey, man, let's get rid of, like, Kemba and everything else in the team and just bring him to Boston. I'd be so okay with that. No, No. Damian Lillard needs to be in the bright lights in New York City. Anyway, that series has been fun to watch, but I, I just yeah. don't see Portland. And, I mean, Jokic is going atomic oh, as yeah, well. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> Lost in Damian that. Lillard going ballistic has shadowed he's, the fact that he's, Nikola Jokic He's, like, averaging a 40-point triple-double with shooting, like, 60% well. from the field. And then, of course, lastly, this is the big one. Suns and the Lakers. This Oh, this is the dumbest this, series ever. This is the series though that I was most excited to watch because and now it's just like what? I figured <laughs> it would be the best. And and you were saying you're not betting against LeBron. I said I usually don't, but the Suns this year just they just look so yeah. freaking so Anthony Davis good. and Dennis and, Schroeder can't and, do anything. And here's the thing, even with Anthony Davis, the Suns still look like the better team, but now that Anthony Davis is out, I mean this is this is wrapped. This is wrapped. Yeah. Phoenix yeah, Dennis is Schroeder trying to get 100 million pesos next year, bro. Come he's gonna on. He's going to be playing for the uh, Shanghai Sharks, I believe. He's going to be playing for, already underway. for the not an NBA team. Um, the Lakers, they again, they did not look that impressive with Davis. And now that they don't have him, it's it's over. Unfortunate, but it's over. Well, you also right. realize that without Anthony Davis, this team is kind of like... Andre Drummond and then Andre a bunch Drummond of what the takes hell? Up so much space in the lane, it's comical. Oh, he is so <sighs> just why? <laughs> it's also like look at some of these stats. They scored eighty-five points in an NBA playoff game against like not even that good of a defensive team. But I will say the one thing we've learned about the Suns, I think you need to apologize to Devin Booker. Why do I need to apologize to Devin Because he's, like, he's showing up in the playoffs, right? Like, he's not just t- playing second fiddle to Chris Paul. He's playing. But I never said he was a bad player. No, I, I know, just but said you he always, Chris Paul to win. Yeah, but you were always, like, a little bit, like, is he 
just a, another guy that just puts up numbers? Like, no, he's 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 been impressive, you have to admit. Yeah, I'm not going to say he hasn't been impressive. I do think still the difference maker on that team is Chris Paul. I, yeah, I think but, he, I mean, like, Chris Paul's been in and out with injury this playoffs. You do have to remember. That is true. That is true. That is true. Didn't but they lose Chris, the game that he didn't play, though? Uh, I mean, I, he played, like, the first couple minutes. Or, like, well, he played, yeah. He was, like, out after yes. five minutes. I think they lost that game, but still. they. I mean, the yeah. Suns just look so good. And, and at, in my opinion, I still think if CP3 can come back, Hey man, playoffs and play the, them and, and the Jazz are like might be stealing this because I I, I really do think that they are the two best teams in the West right now. If we're going purely based off of the the overall form of the team, not just one player, yeah. right? Because obviously you could put Luca up there, you could put Dame, you could put Jokic up yeah. there. But if you're going based off of you know the whole team playing oh, basketball yeah. in a cohesive manner, then I yeah, give me Jazz and Suns. Uh, yeah, in, in it's it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be wild because it's in my opinion it's been a while since the East was like just clearly dominant at least in the playoffs. And you could say a lot of it's because of injuries. Like obviously, if AD's injured, we're not having this conversation. If Jamal Murray's not injured, we're not having this conversation. Yeah. Right. Um, if Embiid's. But if Embiid's. But yeah, you could say like, hey, Embiid's injured too, right? And well, here's the, the East at the top end is kind of nutty this year. Let's let's look at some of the second round matchups right on that note because if we're going the East game one between Philly and Atlanta. Based on the way Atlanta was playing in the Knicks series... And well, without Embiid, they might snap Well, I don't know. I still think Philadelphia wins just because they are so much better defensively, right? I mean, they, they do play Yeah, but that defense. was the thing with New York, right? They play incredible defense too, but they can't score. And, and I don't know yeah, if Embiid can Philly not, score without not, Embiid. Yeah, they can. They have a point guard, right? Like I mean, they have Seth Curry... They That's have. True. I mean, Ben Simmons. They still have something. Tobias Harris. They they got they got Tyrese Maxey who's coming into his own. I I, I feel way. They more can still get a, that, enough buckets yeah. to like do enough. And guess what? Who's Trey Young gonna guard on that team? Right, like on the well, Knicks, yeah, you're like, well, he can guard Derrick Rose because Derrick Rose is a little older. He's not that big, right? He's not really a shooter. We're gonna put him on Seth Curry probably. Yeah, but and Seth he's Curry, gonna get smoked. Yeah. He's gonna get crushed. No, it's not gonna be the same. Yeah. And I just think that Philadelphia's defensive game plan is a little bit more suitable, and their offense is definitely way better than the Knicks. Yeah, that is 100%. true. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting without Embiid, right? Because that is a major, major, major presence that will be missed, and Atlanta oh, is playing yeah. unbelievably well right now. And they also have the momentum of all this Trey Young talk and how he's just all of a sudden, you know, Making name for himself in the playoff. Good, yeah. I think that game, that, that series will go like six games, but... I think it's going to be a lot of ugly basketball, to be honest with you. Well, yeah, because it's a really defensive team and a very high, you know, three-point shooting team. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a weird, weird game. I mean, hopefully we're wrong in, in B plays and... I mean, that'll oh, be, well, yeah. That'll if, be the best product, at least. Uh, if, visually, Embiid, but... if Embiid can even play 70% of Joel Embiid, this series is going Philadelphia's way. I feel pretty Yeah, I still think that. Philadelphia will win this series, with or without Joel Embiid. But they set if they set themselves up very poorly for the next round, right? I think whoever they, yeah. they play... Very fearing victory round, for them lose. losing Embiid in the last game. And then it's criminal that Milwaukee-Brooklyn is the 2-3 matchup because those are the two, t- two best teams in the East, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. I think Brooklyn wins 
just because offensively they're so much better. And than and I else. do think that Durant at some point is gonna put on his big boy pants and just be like, okay, I was, play a, Warriors I was a defensive. Was, yeah, he's like, I'm gonna stick on Giannis, and he's just not gonna get forty, and that's enough. Okay, Brooklyn's coming out of the East. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Brooklyn's what you winning think. the NBA championship. Yeah. <laughs> yes, especially if they go against the Jazz and the Suns. I mean, again, they're, they're a mismatch for everybody because they ha- literally have three all-NBA players on their team. Including one who plays real defense. Yes. Really good defense. And actually. can shoot from anywhere on the floor. Better yeah. than pretty much everybody in the league. Yeah. No, but I do think that it's that KD is just going to be like, hey, last series was all about like James Harden just doing his thing, getting 40. He's like, this, this series... I don't even care if I don't get 40 every single game. I might have to spend a little bit more effort on defense. But let me tell you, between oh. me and Blake Griffin, Giannis is not getting 40 I'm predicting points. it now. It's going to be Brooklyn and Phoenix in the finals. What about Steve Nash winning a championship and taking Against one away the from Suns. his former team? What a narrative. Honestly, what a narrative. What it's a narrative. Truly they could, they could never give him enough help. So it's poetic justice for Phoenix. Also, coming at the expense of another elite point guard to never win a ring, Chris Yeah, Paul. really. That would be kind of like... That would be narrative right there. Really cold, actually. That would be narrative. I'm still... Um, that, that, I feel bad because I want Chris Paul to get a ring before he retires. But. I mean, he, yeah, he's still got a couple years left. I'm not, I'm not worried yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, nah, he'll, he'll, he'll latch onto one of those LeBron teams as like an eighth man off the bench and get one like James Jones did. Nah, if, you th- if you think Chris Paul's coming off the bench, you've got another in terms of the guy's IQ, ego is way too large, but also like in terms of IQ and playmaking, there's nobody yeah. in the NBA better than him. Like I don't care if he's in a wheelchair, he's still gonna see. The oh floor no, better. Yeah. he's still gonna see the. Floor he's better he's than still him. giving you two and a half steals and eight assists a night. I mean, John Stockton stuff. I've always been like a Chris Paul guy. Where I'm oh like, yeah, give me Chris Paul over like everybody but Curry and like maybe another you know like Damian. Lee. Oh, I've just always been that. I've just always been that like, guy. Such a you know like to, it, he's a two way player first of all and second of all just, you don't turn the ball over. He wins the game like they show that stat yeah. every, they show that graphic every game where it's like every team it's like teams do, win percentages yeah, without and, Chris and Paul. Their first season with Chris Paul versus the season before they did, goes, up like goes up like thirty percent, twenty percent. It's yeah, it's not rocket science. No, give me give me Chris Paul again without with the exception of Curry who gets his own category give me Chris Paul over literally every other point guard in the NBA I mean Chris Paul come to the Celtics come on man yeah, <laughs> I know I'm just recruiting every season. I'm just recruiting every good point guard to the Celtics now dude just just give me one of them that's not Kyrie Irving and can also, play like I would, a little bit of defense I'm going to go off topic but I'm going to talk about it cuz I I want to um, go for it. the Knicks in the offseason I mentioned 60 million cap space got three first round picks I mean the Knicks need desperately. They need a, they need a real point guard. <laughs> they need a real point guard. They need a the shooters. How many people who can shoot? We need the like ball. two knockdown shooters, right? And you need desperately another guy off the bench, right? Like D Rose had to start because we had no other offense, but he was perfect off the bench, right? Like like fifteen to twenty off the bench, and he was he was great in the playoffs. He was the only player on the Knicks that actually showed up. But we need you need one guy to pair with him, right? Like a, a scoring big, maybe. Who knows? You need a real point guard, and you need two shooters. Because guess what? Our bigs are great. Randall proved that in the regular season he was great, right? I'm gonna assume that this playoffs is is an outlier, and that you know he'll be better next next time around. I'm not worried about Julius Randall. 
Alright, RJ Barrett has shown that he's getting better. Not worried about him. You got your shooting guard, small forward, combo, whatever. Mitchell Robinson, injured. Elite shot blocker. You know, still very young. You got Emmanuel Quickly, who is going to probably be that guy at the bench. Energy guy, same with Obi Toppin. You yep. have a good young core. You got a good framework. You have so many resources at your disposal, right? Like, you can you can get players in free agency with that $60 million, But guess what? You also have three first-round picks. Draft a guy. Take the other two. Trade for a, a, a big player. For somebody. Right? Yeah. Like, you don't have to use all, th- all three first-round picks. You don't. Uh, believe me. So, I mean, again, when I say, like, yeah, obviously losing to Atlanta in five games is a gut punch. Was an, not a good series to watch. Uh, but I am jacked right now. I also yep. would like to say it's extremely poetic that the Nets beat Boston in five games, and immediately after Ainge retiring, after what went down like ten years ago, where the, 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 the Celtics the pulled Brooke, off yeah. the biggest fleece of the century on the Nets is is poetic justice. I mean, that's beautiful. The universe works in mysterious ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I couldn't let that slide. I had to. That's that fine. Out. It's all right. It's all right. Anyway. Guarantee you some... that. Guarantee you that the Tate and Brown core is still going to win I mean, more yeah, championships I'm, I'm not... than the Durant, Harden, and Kyrie Irving core. So it's okay. Anyway, uh, moving on to some... the next second round matchup. I'm just saying the second second round matchups though that that we got here are are, are looking pretty good. Obviously, Milwaukee Brooklyn. I think that'll go full seven games, just just because of the personnel in those in those on those teams, right? I would love for it to go seven games. I hope it's not a, a sweep. Yeah, honestly, just carry a couple of games on his back. I'm hoping that's what happens. But then again, again, we saw Brooklyn. They are, are a juggernaut, right? They can put up 140 in a game. So we'll see. As long as it's not a sweep or five games, just just go longer than five games, please. I beg. And then, of course, in the West, only one team is locked in their spot, actually, in the second round. So there's not really a whole lot to talk about there. My prediction, I think it will be Jazz Mallet, uh, Dallas excuse me, uh, in the second round. And then I think it'll be Denver-Phoenix in the second round. And again, we, we kind of both agree that I think it's going to be Phoenix and Utah in the, in the conference finals for the West. Yeah. Which, again, I think that's the way it should be. I do. I think As of now, yeah, with all the injuries, it is what it is. And who knows, maybe we have another, uh, uh, you know, Denver Nuggets situation like last year where some team comes back and goes on. Do you think there's any chance that Denver just, like, pulls this out? Or, like, the Mavs just do something crazy? Well, listen, Denver, I'm not going to, like, say they're going to get blown out because they still have one of the best players in the league and they still have very good players around him, right? Like, they got MPJ and they got people like that. So I'm not going to say they're going to get blown out. I just don't think they have enough to compete with some of these other teams. I just think they're going to get worn down. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand that. It's like, as good as Jokic like, is, he, he, he's a center, so it's harder. I don't want to say it's harder for him to carry because he kind of has shown that he can. He kind of can carry, yeah. But, like, it's not like a guy like a LeBron or a Luka where, you know what I mean? Like, because he is so much physically larger, like, it's just harder for him to do that. And the position type and things like that. But we'll see. Playoffs have been great so far. And, and oh honestly, yeah, they've been really entertaining. Even the quote unquote like mismatches have been entertaining. Like even Washington, because there's good storylines. Even Washington was was giving Philly some good games, right? So yeah. 
I, and I would say that's probably the biggest mismatch in this playoffs. Uh, but we'll, uh, we'll, we will probably do another episode, uh, you know, once the first round ends in just a couple days. But figured it had been a while, and there was a lot, there was a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. Anyway, uh, that's it on my end. Anything, anything you want to add? No, I, I look forward to, to the storylines out of the second round because. Again, the first round is like set the stage for us. We have some some weird stuff going on, and a lot of like non traditional things, like at least in the western side, a lot of non non traditional stuff. So a little twists. Yeah, little twists and turns. All right, cool. Uh, that's been an episode. See you.